Welcome, America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Trump's VP pick? Maybe. That ridiculous border bill is more stupid the more we find out about it. And the Grammys? There were Grammys? Really? Hmm. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. Ah, yeah, I know. Back to work. Happy Monday morning, America. Hello to Lerma and Esther Farrell. A hat tip to both of our new followers there. Thank you so much, Lerma and Esther Farrell. Really appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, please, it helps the show out. It's absolutely free. Sign up for a free Rumble account. We don't spam your inbox. We don't sell your email. And that lets you follow our show, that little green oval button down there. You just click that. It also lets you take part in our live chat, which we are watching here on uh, the live stream. We are live. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you do that. Give us a follow. Give us a thumbs up and join in our chat. Say something, would you? Yeah, all that and more is coming up today on the show before we get started though it is more important than ever in this digital age we live in for you to be protected and the best way to do that is by using a vpn when you are online the best of the vpns absolutely nord vpn they are a sponsor of this show, but I also use their product because I don't take on sponsors that I don't use. Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, Brickhouse Nutrition. They got an incredible deal. There is a link down there in our show notes to find out more about it. And you really have to find out more about it and find out about the dangers of you being online without a VPN. Folks, I can't stress enough, your security, where you go on the web, your privacy, your contact information, everything about you is out there if you are not protected. The bottom line here, when you're online, you don't have to worry about being secure, you don't have to worry about your information, it is all protected with a VPN, and NordVPN with their military-grade encryption takes care of that for you and it takes care of it simply and easily you don't have to be a tech guru guru to uh, to figure out how to use it it's one button click and you're done take a look at the, at the comparison from nordvpn to these other vpns that are out there connection speed v, how many servers they have two to one in some cases unbelievable Malware scans for downloads, alerts about when your credentials get leaked. They will warn you about it so you can take care of it. Tracker, ad blocker, it's all there. It's all available with NordVPN. Protect your online activity. The security you need, uninterrupted streaming, does not slow down your internet. That's one of the big fears, is that you're going to get a slower connection. Doesn't happen, not with NordVPN. 59 countries over, 6,000 plus servers, unbelievable. And like I said, you don't have to be a tech guru. It's easy to set up. You put it on your phone, your laptop, you click one button, just like that, you're protected. 
One of the best parts, I think, is that with NordVPN, with one account, you can connect up to six devices. Your laptop, your handphone, your partner's handphone, your kids' handphones. Six devices with a single NordVPN account. And when you use that link in our show notes, take a look. $3.99 a month, less than a, coffee, a cup of coffee once a month, and you are protected. You and up to six devices protected. Your information protected. Do not go online this day and age without a VPN. And we highly recommend NordVPN. Save up to 63% when you use that link in our show notes. All right. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Do we know? Um, not really. But Trump actually kind of gave a bit of a hint, sort of. This is from the Epoch Times, a rather interesting article. The uh, link is in our show notes. Trump drops the names of potential vice president and cabinet contenders. Trump's key consideration, who would be a good president? Which is, you know, actually a very honest and open way of thinking about it. If something happens to him, God forbid, whoever the vice president is becomes president. So you really have to consider, can you imagine this person as president? Could happen. He's dropped the names of several contenders for his running mate and future cabinet members. He made the comments to Fox News's Maria Bartiromo in an interview yesterday morning on Sunday Morning Futures. Seen by a lot of people as all but the presumptive Republican nominee, of course. Back-to-back -back blowout wins, Iowa, New Hampshire, double-digit margins in every category. <clears throat> Asked when he would announce his running mate for his third White House bid. Trump told Bartiromo, not for a while. He says, I mean, we have so many great people in the Republican Party, but not for a while. She asks, what criteria are you using to identify your running mate? And he said, I have a lot of good ideas, but I haven't decided. Hmm. He did mention the name of several candidates for the number two position in the federal government, including Senator Tim Scott. Not a bad choice at all, and yes, I could see him as president. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, same deal. This woman is a kick-ass getter. She would be fantastic. Two of these people have been seen as the top prospects. Others constantly mentioned J.D. Vance, a senator, Republican senator from Ohio. House Republican chairwoman Elise Stefanik. Mm, she doesn't have a lot of mo, you know what I mean? The big mo. Anyway, Trump did specifically mention Tim Scott and Christy Nome during the interview. He said, <clears throat> I called Tim Scott and I said, 
You're a much better candidate for me than you were for yourself. Citing Mr. S Mr. Scott's high energy support of Trump, several campaign stops, <clears throat> he mounted a bid for the White House last year, dropped out, didn't get the traction in the polls. Later on, completely and thoroughly endorsed President Trump. He said, I watched him in the last week defending me, sticking up for me, and fighting for me. And I said, man, you're a much better person for me than you are for yourself. As for himself, he was low-key. Trump said, for me, he's been, he's been a real tiger. He's been incredible. When pressed on whether Mr. Scott might be his running mate, Trump said, could be, could be a lot of people. <laughs> you know, this guy is a businessman. And when you understand that, however heavy your Trump derangement syndrome might be, you will understand how this man works. It's just like with DeSantis. When he was fighting against him, it wasn't good for his business. So he came out and attacked. Now he's not fighting against him anymore, and instead of desanctimonious, he calls him Ron. It's good for business. Same thing with Tim Scott. Is he going to be the best for my business? His business being the president of the U.S. He also said, Christy Nome been incredible fighting for me. I, man, I... I love Christy Noem. She's been an amazing governor, and she would be a kick-ass vice president. She said, I'll never run against him because I can't beat him. That was a very nice thing to say. <laughs> there were also a lot of people who have speculated that JFK, uh, Robert Kennedy, rather, Robert Kennedy Jr., could be his running mate. Now, I, mm, I don't see that happening at all. But uh, he's currently mounting an independent bid since the Democrats apparently didn't want anything to do with him because he wouldn't toe the line. Anyway, his name has been put out there. I really don't see that happening in any way. During an interview with Trump, Barter almost cited reports Trump's campaign team had reached out to Mr. Kennedy to share a ticket. Trump said false, not true. But he still said, I like Mr. Kennedy a lot. He also talked about some of his cabinet positions, which is right up there in importance with the vice president pick, folks. Some of these would be returning faces, Trump said. Let's hope Mike Flynn, General Flynn, is one of them. It's fair to believe you'd have a number of your former officials in your new cabinet, and he said, I will put some back. He acknowledged, as he has on other occasions, that he made some staffing mistakes during his last stint in the White House, dismissed those as missteps. Of course, everybody does. On other occasions, he emphasized he was an outsider to Washington, 
forced him to rely on advice from people who really didn't have his best interests at heart. Ain't that the truth? It's a lot more educated on the ways of Washington now. Second term for Trump is going to be kick-ass. That's why they're so afraid. That's why they're doing everything to keep this man off the ballot if they can. He says, I know people I didn't know before. I now know the smart ones. I know the dumb ones. I know the weak ones and the strong ones. Yeah. This is a great article, and if you have a chance to actually see Maria Bartiromo's uh, interview with him, check it out, because it's great. They cover a lot of stuff, including who his VP pick might be again. Tim Scott, Christy Nome. I, I would have a hard time picking between those two, but man, either one of those damn tasty. All right. The idiots in Washington, speaking of which, you've seen the latest on this bill we can't read until you vote on it, which, you know, Pelosi did this, I forget what bill it was, but years ago, it was one of these ridiculous, you can't know what's in it until you vote for it, which to me is, hello? How can I vote for something if I don't know what's in it? How is this allowed to happen? And yet, it does, and it's happening again. And finally, we have some details, and they're not pretty. This is from the Epic Times. The senators unveil the long-awaited border bill, and basically, it gives another, what, $60 billion or something to this idiots Ukrainian bullshit and virtually nothing to our wide open southern non-existent border funding for Ukraine funding for Israel a bipartisan group of senators which is always dangerous when you hear that word unveiled this stupid bill which includes border security measures as well as additional funding for of course Ukraine and Israel House Speaker Mike Johnson says it is dead on arrival well let's hope you finally grow a pair of gonads and put some action where your words are Johnson because so far I ain't impressed <clears throat> you have the power to shut this crap down and you won't use it same way Biden does and he won't use it no he claims he doesn't bullshit he does during a January 28th appearance on CNN Murphy from Connecticut Senator Murphy one of the negotiators announced a border deal had been reached. Yeah, it ain't much of a deal, folks, trust me. Next, uh, nearly a week later, lawmakers have finally unveiled what's in this bill. $118 billion package. National security expenses, 
funding for not just Israel and the Ukraine, but Taiwan. Provisions allegedly strengthening our border, which is bullcrap. Senate Appropriations Committee, $60 billion to Ukraine. Why are we sending them another red cent? $14.1 billion for Israel and $20 billion for the border. They just don't care, folks. They don't care. Wrangling over the border security has been the big holdup. <coughs> Republicans have been fighting, well, the good ones anyway, not the rhinos, for stronger border measures. They're not getting it. Negotiated by Senators Lankford, Murphy, Cinema, the package, if passed, would represent the largest border legislation in decades. It can be the biggest, it's just the biggest pile of crap is what it is. All this is doing is in making it easier to get the illegals in the country, not stop them. It's an easier way to fast-track them in, which, of course, then they get work permits. You saw that story, right? Now Biden wants to give them all work permits. They'll get jobs, they'll get driver's licenses, and then they'll vote. We can replace them. Remember that? Read the article. It's an eye-opener. It's from the Epic Times, and the link is in our show notes. This bill is a loser. Loser, but it might not matter. Republicans have vowed to kill the bill just hours after it was revealed. It landed with a thud last night. House Republicans voted to block it from a vote. At least one conservative center, uh, senator demanded a change in leadership. The deal took months of negotiations. This Seriously, this has been going on forever. Within the first few hours of the grand reveal of this bill, Republicans across the spectrum driving the nail in the coffin. It has been pronounced dead on arrival. Let's hope so. Mike Johnson says, I've seen enough. This bill is even worse than we expected. If this bill reaches the House, it will be dead upon arrival. Steve Scalise, Republican from L.A., swore the, uh, from Louisiana, rather, swore the bill will not receive a vote in the House. Let's hope so. So, all this ranting and raving might just be for naught if enough people hold the line and say, nope, it ain't gonna happen. There were Grammys last night? Really? There were Grammys? I'm trying to remember what the Grammys were. 
We'll talk about that coming up in just a minute. Right now, one of our other sponsors is the great folks at Blackout Coffee. We love it. I got some right here. Folks, Blackout Coffee is the most amazing coffee you have ever had. If you haven't tried it yet, what are you waiting for? It's not expensive. You can just pick up a single bag of beans. They are fresh roasted. They have a, what's called a small batch roasting process. That means you order, and within 48 hours, they have roasted your beans, and then they ship them out right away. So you get your beans within, what, five, six days max? Those are fresh roasted beans. That's what makes the difference. This company, Blackout Coffee, is all about making the most amazing cup of coffee you've ever had. These are some of their best sellers, Brutal Awakening, Morning Reaper. They've got 2A that stands for Second Amendment because this company is all about our American values. They are conservative family, tradition, honesty, integrity. That's what runs this company and what makes them create the best coffee you've ever had. You just got to trust me and try a bag. That's all I'm asking. You have to go place some multi-hundred dollar order there. Pick up a single bag of coffee and give them a try. You'll be amazed and you'll be back. Use the link in our show notes for Blackout Coffee. They've got all kinds of great blends, some amazing flavored coffee. They have coffee pods if you use coffee pods. Check them out. Give them a try. And when you check out, use the promo code J20 for 20% off your first order. J-A-Y-20. For 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Amazing stuff. You will be back for more once you've tried a single bag. This company is as awake as they get. Blackout Coffee. Use that link in our show notes and use that promo code J20 at checkout for Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being a part of the show. We really, really are so proud to have you as a sponsor all right, yes, the Grammys. The Grammys? What? Huh? Hmm? Never heard of them. <laughs> this woke crap, things like, you know, the Golden Globes, the Academy Awards, the Grammys, it never stops. It's just some political left-wing lunatic show. Got nothing to do with awards or who makes the best music. It's who can get the attention, who can scream the loudest. Last night it was Annie Lennox. Now look, don't get me wrong. I love Annie Lennox's music. The Eurythmics, man, some of the most incredible music ever produced was made by this lady. But politically, she's an ass. And she continued that with this pro-terrorist screaming last night on the Grammys because that's what they do do. Grammy airs pro-Hamas propaganda as Annie Lennox shouts cease fire. See her here being all drama queen. Annie, I love your music, but sorry, that's where we stop. Pro-Hamas propaganda. These murdering terrorist bastards and these idiots are supporting them. The producers allowed her 
to shout ceasefire from the stage during the live broadcast. Performing during the show in memoriam section honoring music industry pros who had passed away in the previous year. At the end of her set, <coughs> Lennox shouted, Artists for ceasefire, peace in the world. Artists uh, calling for ceasefire has been uh, increasingly common from celebrities who claim to be impartial in Israel's war against Hamas. Obviously, they're not. A ceasefire would simply allow Hamas to rearm, replenish, regroup, re-resource, and go right back at it again, I'm sure, parachuting in and killing a bunch of other innocents. Joaquin Phoenix, Kate Blanchett, Channing Tatum, Jessica Chaston, Andrew Garfield, Kristen Stewart recently signed a letter to Biden demanding, quote, an immediate de-escalation and ceasefire in Gaza and Israel. Disgusting. And that's another reason why you probably didn't watch the Grammys last night either. Nor did I see virtually anything except that story. No one cares. Once they be, you know, there was a time I never missed an Academy Awards show. The Oscars was one of the greatest nights of the year, and that's when it was an award show, not a political show. Same thing with the Grammys. Brilliant music, amazing artists, when it was a music award show. Now, it's just a political platform. So why would anyone watch this bullcrap? And speaking of bullcrap, it continues in Arizona, the land of the stolen elections. A new law in Arizona. It's a new election law. Here we go. Little bites is what they're doing. It's what we have to do, too. Arizona election law may enable non-citizens, which you can read as illegal aliens, to vote in the 2024 presidential election. Yep. Look at that. You see that line of people right there? These are all new voters, and the Democrats are hoping they're new Democrat voters. One of the most important states in the 2024 presidential election has a loophole on its election procedures that could allow non-citizens to vote in the federal elections. Democrat Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fuentes drafted the state's election procedure manual, which would permit individuals whose citizenship cannot be verified to register as a federal-only voter and cast a ballot in the upcoming elections. This is exactly what we warned you about, what they were going to do. 
let them come flowing into the country by the millions and then let them vote. There's actually a copy of the manual in this article, which is in our show notes. You want to read the whole thing if you're, you know, into that technical law stuff. An otherwise eligible resident who does not submit proof of citizenship and whose U.S. citizenship cannot be verified is registered as a federal-only voter. Vote solely in races for federal office in Arizona, including the president. Arizona, who has an illegitimate governor, which was a stolen race, virtually proven to be stolen, and now this crap in Arizona. It is time to take our country back. In fact, you know what? It's past time to take our country back. And we are winning, little bites at a time. Amreb, hey! <laughs> hey there in the live chat, Amreb. Good to hear from you. Hat tip out there. Thanks for popping in. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, we are winning a little bit at a time, little bites at a time in little ways, but we're winning. No matter what, that's all we got to do. Little bites, little bites. A Louisiana man has won $200 over $1,000 after he was arrested for a joke on Facebook. No, I'm not kidding. This is from ReclaimTheNet.org. Great website, by the way. Get your news over there, too. Check them out. ReclaimTheNet.org. That's the guy. March 2020, a cavalcade of heavily armed sheriff's deputies descended upon the home of Waylon Bailey. He was arrested under the intimidation of guns. Bailey was subjected to what looked like a military raid reserved for violent offenders. His crime a post he made on Facebook. No, I'm not kidding. Arrested under the seemingly harmless jab at the pandemic on Facebook, a joke that compared COVID-19 to the zombie apocalypse. That's what he posted. Some sort of joke about comparing the COVID-19 to the zombie apocalypse landed Bailey a felony charge and him staring at a possible 15-year imprisonment. And then he won his case. Yes. Federal jury, cognizant of the unwarranted trauma inflicted on Bailey and awarded him 205 thousand dollars for his wrongful arrest <laughs> presented by the Institute for Justice 
significant role with the jury siding with Bailey. Unbelievable. Here's the post that led to his arrest. Look at this. Just in, Rapidus Parish Sheriff's Office have issued the order if deputies come into contact with the infected, shoot on sight. Lord have mercy on us all. COVID-19, we need you, Brad Pitt. Hmm. They arrested him. They didn't just arrest him. They swatted this guy. He sued. He won. Ha ha. Good on you, Louisiana guy. We love it. We love it. And more winning. I told you when I find him, I'm going to bring him to you because it's important you know it's not all doom and gloom. It's a lot of doom and gloom, but we're still winning in little bites. From the Daily Signal, their exclusive story, Missouri Attorney General orders school district to stop teaching racial er radical gender ideology without the parents okay. Yes. Love it. This story just coming out. Andrew Bailey, the Missouri AG, ordered a local school district to cease and desist teaching students about human sexuality, including gender ideology, without parental consent ahead of time, which is all we've been asking for. I don't think this crap ought to be taught at all because it's bullshit, but if you're going to insist on teaching it, then you better have my permission as a parent to talk to my kids about it. You don't do it behind my back. You don't do it in secret. I give you permission or I withhold my permission. He also ordered the Webster Grove School District to review all classroom materials to be in compliance with the law. Failing to notify parents in advance or provide parents with the content of the instruction and materials, failing to clearly offer an opportunity to opt out or failing to uphold a parent's opt-out decision violates Missouri law and represents a direct assault upon parental rights. Yes, where can we get about 49 other attorney generals? Oh, we got one in Texas, but damn few. We need more of this guy. 10th graders at this Weber Groves High School forced to watch a slideshow on oppression and privilege that appeared to violate state law by using information from a Planned Parenthood affiliate that includes abortion clinics on its website. I love this guy. Tip of the hat. Fantastic. Like I said, we are winning in little bites, but it's happening. It's winning, and that's what matters most. <clears throat> we are not, however, 
winning when it comes to your data. You know, we told you in the beginning of the show about NordVPN, one of our sponsors. You need some information about, you need some convincing that you need a VPN. Take a look at this story. Links in our show notes. Microsoft Edge. If you use Edge as your browser, you might want to rethink that. But going with Chrome isn't going to make any difference. Microsoft Edge sucks up Chrome data without permission. Yep. Now, gets a little wonky, but the bottom line is Microsoft has been aggressively pushing their own browser on users. When I switched from Chrome to a different browser, I had these pop-ups everywhere. You should be using Chrome. Be sure. Don't you want to come back to Chrome? Mm. Windows, Edge browser included. By now conditioned to accept the fact that that software and the data, which really isn't something they own, is being collected by them. This feature Edge automatically importing tabs open in Google Chrome even when Microsoft's browser import tool is disabled. Even if you disable it, it doesn't matter. It's been known as a bug for months. It has not been fixed for months. This bug is actually in the company thinking. One of many, not exactly a software bug. And definitely a feature for the benefit of Microsoft. Can't tell you what to do, Firefox, whatever it might be, but find another browser. Get yourself on Microsoft, just like hopefully you have been ungoogled, because they're both purely evil. Fair warning. Fair warning. Microsoft, Google, AI, they're back in the news. Editing and censoring what you see. Oh, yeah. We told you some crap is going to happen with this AI stuff. I love the idea behind AI. I have used chatbots before and whatever these chat GPT and things like that. Some of the artist ones, we, we've used them a few times for some of our thumbnail pictures on the show here. Now someone has gone the distance. Some internet dork is trying to reclothe beautiful women because of dignity. It is pathetic. It's from the Daily Caller, links in our show notes. Jack Prosobic said Friday, a new artificial intelligence AI tool putting clothes back on e-girls and removing their tattoos. The post shows four examples of women wearing limited clothing, still legit, not porn, but then next to that picture, I'll show you in a minute, 
what digital AI or Dignify, Dignif AI is how they spell it, thinks they should be wearing. The purpose of this creepy robot internet person is to, quote, bring dignity back to the internet. That's according to its Twitter account. Sounds like a nice idea. Not exactly sure how slut-shaming women is going to help bring di dignity back to the internet. Surely a better purpose for this AI would be to root out content like, oh, say, child pornography? Yeah, you think? Deleting it forever off the internet? Maybe that might be a better use of your time rather than this crap. Take a look. I'm going to the actual post on X. We're doing this live here. There you go. Here are the pictures. This is before. This is what the AI Dignify has done to the shot. Now, that is an incredibly sexy picture. So is that, but come on. Seriously? Here's another one. This Dignify off. Dignify activated. There's nothing wrong with that picture on the left. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. As in this one. But Dignify thought, oh no, a woman can't have tattoos like that. Now, honestly, I am not a fan of this kind of tattoos. I don't think they're beautiful. I think the picture on the right is an absolutely stunning woman. But if she's an adult, she chooses to do that to her body, it's her body, knock yourself out. As long as you're not harming others or children, you go to town. I personally don't particularly care for it, but so what? It's what she wants, she's an adult, leave it alone. And there you go. Sexy lady on the left, matriarch, matreon, what do you, what's that word? I forget. Anyway, this is what this Dignify AI program has done. This is crap. Again, spending all your time and resources and technology with this junk <coughs> instead of using it for something that would really be helpful, like, oh, say, child porn, child sex trafficking, anything that has to do with our children. Above and beyond. All right, we got one more here, then we're gonna move on to a little bit of our book, Treasure Island, but before we do, this is kind of a long video. I don't normally play this long videos, but I am going to make an exception because these are amazing. It is a compilation of people who received one of the best surprises of their lives. Returning men and women in the military who surprised their loved ones who did not know they were showing up. I could watch these all day. We got everything I 
going through, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Surprise! I really hope I'm not going to get a copyright strike for this music. It's a video from TikTok. But look at that. Soldiers coming home. Look at that. I look probably his mom. That is incredible. Look at that. <laughs> look at the look. Listen. Watch this one. She's like, excuse me. Oh my God, it's you. <laughs> oh, look at that. Wow. What a surprise. These are great. Uh, men and women from the military coming home, surprising their spouses or parents. Watch this one. This one's great. U.S. Marine. Gonna surprise this new graduate. Watch her expression. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. Like I said, I, I could just watch those all day. That is, that is amazing. All right. <clears throat> you ready? Book time. We uh, read books on our show. We've been doing that for uh, from the beginning almost, a very long time ago, several years now, 546 shows ago, I think. Anyway, we've done um, Wizard of Oz, White Fang, Jungle Book, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, We've done so many great classics. And right now we're uh, headed towards the end, actually, of Treasure Island from uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. And uh, first published back in 1882. Man, long time ago. Reads just as well as it ever did. So let's continue on. We are up to chapter 32. This chapter is called The Treasure Hunt, The Voice Among the Trees. Partly from the damping influence of this alarm, partly due to rest silver and the sick folk, the whole party sat down as soon as we'd gained the brow of the ascent. The plateau being somewhat tilted toward the west, this spot on which we'd paused commanded a wide prospect on either side. Before us, over the treetops, we beheld the Cape of the Woods fringed with surf Behind, we not only looked down upon the anchorage and skeleton island, but saw clear across the spit and the eastern lowlands, a great field of open sea upon the east. Sheer above us rose the spyglass, here dotted with single pines, there black with prepuces. 
No sound but that of the distant breakers mounting from all around, and the chirp of countless insects in the brush. Not a man, not a sail upon the sea. The very largeness of the view increased the sense of solitude. Silver, as he sat, took certain bearings with his compass. There are three tall trees, said he, about in the right line from Skeleton Island. Spyglass shoulder, I take it, means a lower pint there. It's child's play to find the stuff now. I've, I've half a mind to dine first. I don't feel sharp, growled Morgan, thinking of Flint. I think it were as done me. Ah, well, my son, you praise your stars. He's dead, said Silver. He was an ugly devil, cried a third pirate with a shudder. That blew in the face, too. That was how the rum took him, added Mary. Blue, well, I reckon he was blue, that's a true word. Ever since they'd found the skeleton and got upon this train of thought, They'd spoken lower and lower, and they'd almost got to whispering by now, so that the sound of their talk hardly interrupted the silence of the wood. And all of a sudden, out of the middle of the trees in front of us, a thin, high, trembling voice struck up the well-known air and words. Fifteen men on the dead man's chest, Yo-ho-ho ho, and a bottle of rum. I have never seen men more dreadfully affected than the pirates. The color went from their six faces like enchantment. Some leapt to their feet. Some crawled hold of others. Morgan groveled on the ground. It's Flint! By it cried Mary. The song had stopped as suddenly as it began. Broken off, you would have said, in the middle of a note, as though someone had laid his hand upon the singer's mouth. Coming so far through the clear, sunny atmosphere among the green treetops, I thought it sounded airy, sweetly. The effect on my companions was the stranger. Come! said Silver, struggling with his ashen lips to get the word out. That won't do. Stand by to go about. This is rum start, and I can't name the voice, but uh, but it's something skylarking, someone that's flesh and blood, and you may lay to that. His courage has come back as he spoke, and some of the color to his face along with it. Already the others began to lend an ear to this encouragement and were coming a little to themselves when the same voice broke out again, not this time singing, but in a faint, distant hail that echoed yet fainter among the clefts of the spyglass. Darby McGraw, it wailed, for that is the word that best describes the sound. Darby McGraw, Darby McGraw, again and again and again, and then rising a little higher with an oath that I leave out. Fetch aft the rum, Darby. 
the buccaneers remained rooted to the ground, their eyes staring from their heads long after the voice had died away. They still stared in silence, dreadfully before them. That fixes it, gasped one. Let's go. It was his last words, moaned Morgan. His last words above board. Dick had his Bible out and was praying volubly. He'd been well brought up, and Dick, before he came to sea, and fell among bad companies. Still, Silver was unconquered. I could hear his teeth rattle in his head, but he'd not yet surrendered. Nobody in this here island ever heard of Darby, he muttered. Not one of us that's here. Then making a great effort. Shipmates, he cried. I'm here to get that stuff. And I will not be beat by man nor devil. I never was fear of Flint in his life. And by the powers, I'll face him dead. There's 700,000 pounds, not a quarter of a mile from here. When did ever a gentleman of fortune show his stern to that much dollars for a boozy old seaman with a blue mug and him dead, too? But there was no sign of reawakening courage in his followers, rather indeed of growing terror at the irreverence of his words. Belay there, John, said Mary. Don't you cross the spirit and the rest were all too terrified to reply. They would have run away severally had they dared, but fear kept them together, kept them close by John as if his daring helped them. He, on his part, had pretty well fought his weakness down. Spirit? Well, maybe, he said. But there's one thing not clear to me. There was an echo. Now, no man ever seen a spirit with a shadow. Well, then, what's he doing with an echo to him? I should like to know. That ain't natural, surely. This argument seemed weak enough to me, but you can never tell what'll affect the superstitious. And to my wonder, George Mary was greatly relieved. Well, that's so, he said. You've a head upon your shoulders, John, and no mistake about shipmates. This here crew's in a wrong tack, I do believe, and come to think of it, it was like Flint's voice, I grant you, but just not so clear away like it, after all. It was like her somebody else's voice now. It was like her, by the powers, Ben Gunn, roared Silver. Aye, so it were, cried Morgan, springing to his knees. Ben Gunn, it were. <coughs> Don't make much odds now, do it, said Dick. Ben Gunn's not here in the body any more than Flint. But the older hands greeted this remark with scorn. Why, nobody minds Ben Gunn, cried Mary. Alive or dead, nobody minds him. It was extraordinary how their spirits had returned, 
and how the natural color had revived in their faces. Soon they were chatting again with intervals of listening, and not long after, hearing no further sound, they shouldered the tools and set forth again, Mary walking first with Silver's compass to keep them on the right line with Skeleton Island. He said the truth, dead or alive, nobody minded Ben Gunn. <laughs> there you go. We will continue on tomorrow's show with this uh, chapter of Treasure Island. Love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, folks, for popping by. Be sure you hit that follow button. Give us a thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. If you don't have a free Rumble account, sign up for one. It's quick and easy. In fact, if you hit the thumbs up or the follow button and you're not a member, it'll prompt you to become one. And it's very simple. You put in your email. We don't sell your data to marketers. We don't spam your inbox. It's just a way of you getting signed up and having an account. You get to take part in the chat like Amreb did earlier today. And uh, wow, yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for popping by. I will see you all again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>